Hello, spirit friends. Welcome to Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj. This podcast offers you practical spirituality to help you reach the highest and best version of yourself. I'm a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer turned certified spiritual life coach, and my intention is to help you shift out of mediocrity closer to a life of your dreams. Words of Wisdom offers practical life and spiritual guidance, life-shifting tools, and helps raise your vibration to align to the life you truly desire. Now let's get connecting to your highest and best self. Welcome to episode 17 of Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj, and today I have a very special episode planned for you. I have with me intuitive healer, soul coach, spiritual teacher, Tara Antler. Tara is dedicated to helping men and women clear the ick and stick of the past, connect to the higher self-wisdom and clarity, and create a wildly abundant, awesome life. Since 2002, Tara has soulfully worked with over 10,000 clients one-on-one, has shared her teachings to over 20 million people around the world, and was an expert in the coaching movie Leap, which also starred John Gray, Jack Canfield, and Marcy Shimoff. She is a published author of the Healing Manual and has successfully built several healing businesses offline and online. As a certified holistic health practitioner, Reiki master, sound practitioner, yoga meditation facilitator, and aromatherapist, Tara has experienced and explored the vast world of healing and spiritually both professionally and personally. Tara's clients always walk away with grounded tools to shift and lift their life and gain clarity around the next step and purpose. As a result, relationships harmonize, money and abundance accelerates, health enhances, and intuition expands. A full circle highlight was giving Louise Hayes an intuitive healing session in Toronto. On a personal note, Tara has been mastering meditation and yoga since she was 14. A practice her and her husband has Use daily as they navigate being soulful parents to their three-year-old daughter and one-year-old twin boys. I'm so excited to have Tara on our show today because she has made such a huge impact in my life and I wanted to extend that, her wisdom, her light to you. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome, Tara. Thank you so much for being on my show, Words of Wisdom. Thank you. I'm so great to be an here. Oh, it's such an honor. So I shared with our audience um, your bio, a little bit about you, and also what an impact you've played in my life. So I wanted you on this show to share your beautiful wisdom and light and love to everyone. And I'm just excited to see what comes up in today's interview. Oh, thank you so much. It's really grateful. I'm so, so happy to be here. It's a joy. You're going to hear babies crying for a Thank second you. in the background. Gabriel's taking them out to the park. So we have some quiet time, but just <laughs> want to give you a heads up. <laughs> that, that's, that's no problem. That's no problem. So um, I shared with everyone what you do, but can you tell us a little bit, how did you discover your path as an intuitive healer and soul coach? Yeah. It, you know, it's, it was always there. I was, I, I, as far as I can remember, I just always had this intuitive sense with people knowing what was wrong, what was upsetting them, what was going on with them. And without really like as a child, you know, when I was six, five, eight, ten, 10, I never really had the, yeah, I guess 
thought context for what I was doing, but I just always knew how to help somebody, like whether I would touch their hand or touch their leg, or I would just look at them. And I just felt like I had this magical ability to shift people. And one thing that, you know, my parents would always say was that, oh, people just always want to be around you. And I always noticed that people would start, you know, adults, especially their friends and and just people in general would want to be around me. And they might feel sad in one moment and then they leave and they felt great. And knowing, you know, like fast forwarding to when I actually studied energy healing and holistic healing and all that kind of stuff, I then had some context for it, right? Where I was like, oh, that's what was happening back then, you know? Um, And Mm -hmm. on an intuitive level, I would say it's always been there. One of my first memories was when I was about four or five and I was in my room and I looked out the window. There was this big oak tree outside my, my bedroom window and I could see energy. I could see the energy of the tree. I could see fairies in the tree. I would have people come into my room at night and talk to me. I always thought my parents had a lot of friends coming over and parties. And so the next morning, my mom would say, you know, oh, how'd you sleep last night, honey? And I'm like, not good. All your friends from last night were in my room. And they'd be like, what friends? And I had, there were, like, they would be different people. And again, now knowing what that was, I believe that they were passerbyers, kind of ghost spirits, maybe guides. I'm not sure, right? They would come in and talk to me, but I, I could see them as clearly as I could see any, you know, walking, living, breathing person today. So I think it was a really easy you know, I'm, I'm very grateful because I know it's not always the case for people in terms of finding their path and their passion and their purpose. Uh, but for me, it was, it was always there. It was almost as though spirit needed me on that path or wanted to be on that path, no matter what, you know, I think if I even tried to take the left or the right or tried to distract myself, I almost, almost felt like a crane was lifting me up always and putting me back on the path to be a healer and be an intuitive in the world and help people along the journey. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. It's like you were aware of it at such an early age and just, it was easy to reconnect to that each time. Like you said, like the crane kind of picked you up and kept putting you back there. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you embraced it very early on. Yeah. And I really feel like, you know, sometimes I joke, I'm like, I feel like I didn't have a choice. I know I did. I had to say in the matter, but I really feel like like it was so clearly carved out. You know, when I was 14, grade nine, high school, my English teacher, he started talking about these beautiful retreats that he would go on down in California and people were meditating and doing yoga. And then he talked about this one story, somebody levitated. And I was like, oh my God, I thought that was just like Marvel comics. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and so I, w- I showed a curiosity in it and I said to him, I really would like to learn more about this. So he had all these amazing spiritual books on yoga, meditation, Qigong, energy, reflexology, and he gave them all to me. I still have them to this day. And, and he was a pivotal marker on my path to really get the ball rolling because of that curiosity, it just kept going from there. I always had it on, you know, in the background, because this was a long time ago, you know, I can't even remember what year, but 1990 something, you know, Um, and meditation and yoga and energy and all that stuff was at least in Ontario, Canada was still poo poo, like nobody really knew about it. And if you did talk about it, people looked at you as if you were crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what advice do you have for our listeners who probably sense they're not in, in line with their purpose? 
what advice do you have for, I know it's a big question, but if you could break it down, how does someone reconnect to their purpose, their soul purpose on this earth? Yeah, I feel like the soul part of us, that higher version within us, it always knows it's like an anchor point. So I feel like we can get distracted, right? Especially in the earth, we get distracted by so many shiny things and beautiful things and experiences where we're like, oh, maybe I could be this or maybe I could be that. And I think sometimes we try to fit ourselves into these boxes that are here on the planet. And yet underneath it all, or maybe behind it, there's this feeling, there's this knowing, there's this call, there's this itch, there's a something that always calls us back. It always calls us to it. So for some people, they just always feel drawn to dancing. Some people always feel called to working with animals. Some people always feel called to traveling the world. Some people always feel called to wanting to help somebody. You know, I think there's something within us. Some people like for me, I love to sing. I'm always called back to that. I think that's a big part of something that needs to be fulfilled for me because it's always calling every day there's something that calls me to it and i would say listen to that like really pay attention to what that inner call is because it will give you a really clear knowing or indication as to maybe what that soul purpose is and i do feel like we may have multiple you know purpose points to actually fulfill and act upon like for example becoming a mom that was part of my purpose too and it happened later in my life and i'm in it right now Um, and early on, I knew for sure it was to help people singing is another thing, like I said, and I can feel it. So it's like how I pay attention to it is the feeling. If there's something that just, it moves me. Like for example, when I watch the voice or any of those programs on TV, I am so into it. I'm like, I, I could be on that stage. I could be one of the judges. Like I feel it. I, I know it. Like I know music inside and out, right? It's something that, you know, it's something that's already in you. It's like you came pre-programmed with that already. And some people get confused, I think, with a passion, right? We call them these days passion projects or whatever, right? I think people get get confused sometimes with the passion and then going, well, how do I make that my living? Or how do I bring that into my everyday? And, you know, or make it a job or career. And I would say, start with whatever that feeling is. So if somebody feels called to paint, start painting. You don't know where the path is going to take you. You Sometimes we have no idea. It's like for me, I just knew I needed to help people. I didn't have the certificates on the wall at 14 or 18 or 12. I just knew I needed to help people. And so I continued to do that. I would sit with people. I'd talk with people. I would hold their hand. I would, you know, I found myself in places of service and volunteer where I could just be that, right? And so we don't know sometimes how it's all going to shape and unfold itself. But I always find the moment that you step in and you follow that inner call, that inner pull, it's like a wave that kind of carries you and sweeps you up and it takes you along the journey and it shows you exactly what you need to do next. Like it actually shows you the path. It starts to unfold it for you. So you don't have to think too much about it. You don't have to have all the logical pieces sorted out. They actually start showing you step by step. And I, and I would say it, it's because you choose it. Like I choose to live the passion, bring it into my day-to-day or week-to-week. I choose to become that. And as I become that, the higher self part of you, it will literally unroll it like a carpet in front of you. And it'll just be like, okay, and here's the next natural easy step. And here's the next natural easy step. You know what I mean? And as long as you're willing to oh, play yeah. that game, 
life is really fun. And then you find yourself living your purpose and your passion all simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just literally read out how I came to spiritual life coaching as well. It's literally a choice, a moment of, okay, I'm done doing what I'm doing because I was doing something completely different. And I'm like, I surrender, show me the way and I'll do it. And literally by surrendering and just choosing something different and choosing not knowing what I was choosing, mm-hmm. it was revealed to me. And it just, it, I just said, it just flowed. Everything yeah. just started to flow from uh, the moment I just decided, okay, what I was doing before is not working. Mm-hmm. So I'm open, show me the way, spirit, show me the way and I will do it. Show me the way and I will follow and it literally started unfolding, unfolding, and then everything fell into place once you make that choice and surrender and be open to it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Love that. So I'm going to take our conversation in a, a, a curve it in a little different direction here because I know a lot of our listeners come to me for manifestation. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know, when did you realize your power as a creator, as a manifester? Hmm, that's a great question. Uh, I would say intellectually, I knew of it maybe, maybe just, I want to say like 10 years ago, eight years ago, somewhere in there, eight to 10 years ago. And what's interesting is that I always was that. It wasn't until, you know, I think when The Secret came out and I started really looking at the law of attraction and then I started, you know, studying that and discovering that and going, oh, yeah, well, that's what's been happening all this while, you know, it's always been there. And I find sometimes now I have to remind myself, oh, yeah, it's always been there. You know, like it it was easy for me Uh to create. It was easy to manifest. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to go through these steps of manifestation and, you know, processing or anything. I was just literally living in the flow and living in a state of joy. And, and I think sometimes when we, you know, it's great to learn things and I I think it's wonderful to expand our knowledge. And yet sometimes that knowledge can systemize us and then put us in this little box where it's like, okay, it has to be this way. And so I kind of, you know, learned, but then had to unlearn to go back to what was natural you know? And so it was always there. Like when I reflect back, even in my university years and high school years, I was just, I was just creating without having the context or the words for what manifestation actually meant. I was just living it, you know? And so I, I, today I I do my best to remind myself of that and to go back to that, to be like, you had this even before you logically understood what that was. What would you say are our blocks to manifesting? Yeah, I would say, I would say, well, there's a number of things. I feel like our past sometimes can stop manifestation, you know, hooks that we have into the past, uh, limit, limitation thinking. Sometimes it's people around us, you know, what we believe. Sometimes we lean too far into what other people think of us. And, you know, I think we stop us, you know, like whether it's, we just allow in the belief, we start thinking that we're not that powerful, we start doubting ourselves. And that stops the whole flow. You know, really, it's I think a lot of the mind that comes in and stops it because the energy is there, spirit is there, even your emotions know how to quickly get back online, the body knows how to adjust. But I really feel like it's, it's that mental field, you know, whether it's our own thoughts, someone else's thoughts, belief systems, 
I feel like that's, that's the biggest stopper and blocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like we were saying earlier, our natural state is a flow is we are natural manifestors and we are great manifestors and creators as kids we have these amazing imaginations and somewhere along the line that gets stumped or stunted in growth or conditioned out of us or conditioned to be another way that I feel blocks are manifesting so what are some tips you can share with us to help consciously manifest our desires? Yeah, I would say the first thing is to come back to simplicity and joy. You know, I I watch our kids do this all the time. They're not thinking about manifesting. Like we do that as adults, right? We think about manifesting so much. And I feel like it's important for us to get back to that simplicity that the times in my life when manifestation was working the easiest was when I wasn't thinking about manifestation. You know, I was actually yes. just living. I was experiencing life and having fun. And wouldn't it be fun to pack up all my stuff and move from Toronto to California? Yeah, let's just do that. You know, and every mm-hmm. time like something would show up and people were like, you're crazy. You're closing down your business. I'm like, no, I'm just going to transition it and see clients by phone, which was, you know, not really a normal thing 12, 13 years ago. And then people would say, well, where are you going to live? I'm like, I don't know. Something will show up. I just need a, I need a beautiful place to stay. And sure enough, a client would say, Hey, I'm going to film. Uh, would you like to house it for the next five weeks? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. You know, like it was all from a place of sheer joy and wanting to just experience life and really having fun. So I think one of the first things is to not be so heady about it, not be so complicated about it and just get back to the simplicity of, of joy. Like really what would be so much fun? What would be so much fun to do? What would be so much fun to experience and say it as such, feel it as such play with it in your, in your mind and your emotions. And then the manifestation journey, it will start, it will actually start to occur for you. Anything else you like to add about manifesting? Uh, about manifesting. Yeah, I would say, you know, there's the, 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 it's the things that we know about getting clear, right? Like getting really clear on what you want. And I, and I think that it's to be mindful as to what you're focusing on, because right now we're in a time where our focus is really important. So being able to focus in on what we want as opposed to what we don't want. We like to use the contrast and life will teach us that way. It'll show us, I don't really want to experience that. That was not fun. That was not enjoyable. So yeah, use that, but don't get hooked on it and quickly go, and what do I want? And then focus there. I feel like it's really important for people to learn how to manage the mind, navigate the mind, navigate the thoughts, meditate, You know, do those things to help support refocusing the mind so that we don't get hooked on the places we don't want to go because we're all so powerful and we're really hyper powerful right now. It's just the time and space we're in. And what are some ways we could get ourselves in that state of flow and joy and ease? Because I know that's kind of hard for a lot of women, especially women I work with when they're in the masculine energy, a lot of doing and thinking and achieving and working really hard, but to balance out that feminine side of flow, ease, grace, and trust, the, the quote unquote impractical side that people Mm -hmm. may feel. So how do you, balance the two or how can you sit in the feminine energy more? What would you recommend? 
Yeah, I feel like you, 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 if you're in that world a lot, then you you almost have to create daily time to let go or to play or to not do anything, to let go of the list, to let go of what you think you have to do and go play, go outside, be in nature, connect to self, take a bath, stay in the shower a little longer, um, create, you know, I love laying in Shavasana at the end of a yoga practice. I love laying in Shavasana, like put some music on. Put, you know, put yourself in that really beautiful space where you can just rest and lie back and not feel like you have to keep doing and have to keep going uh, because it's, a, it's an important space to allow. Manifestation is both create and do as it is receive and allow. And without that time of the feminine, it makes manifestation really lopsided where we're pushing and hustling and forcing. And there's a whole other side to manifestation that is really easy and flowing and beautiful and abundant. And so we all, men and women, need to get back to that. So I would say, if you love nature, go sit under a tree, go lay in the grass for a few moments. It doesn't need to take an hour. It could be five, 10 minutes. You know, like I said, stay in the shower a little longer and just let the water run off of you. Um, go and play and have fun somewhere. Go to an amusement park if that brings you joy. Go paint, go sing, go dance. I love dancing. You know, we started doing family groove, all of us as a family going. And yes, we're busy watching the kids or whatever, but we're all dancing together and we're having fun and the endorphins start rushing and moving. And it really puts you in this beautiful space of the feminine again. So it's about the non-doing, mm. you know, and, and playing, yes. having more fun. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So as we're coming to the end of our episode, I have some rapid fire questions mm -hmm. for you. Are you open to playing with me yeah. on this? Love it. Okay. So I have, I had five, but now I'm adding one more because you just inspired another one. Perfect. So I'm going to ask you a question and you just say the first word or sentence that comes to mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing to do for fun? Sing. What's your favorite word for God or higher power? Creator or divine. I use them interchangeably. Creator or divine. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. The last time you felt uncontrollable joy. Mm, giggling on the bed with the kids the other day. We were all in a laughing fit. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah, it was like Tickle City. Mm. Favorite thing you've manifested so far? Ooh, that's a tough one because there's so many, like so many. I would say top of mind would be Gabriel, my partner, meeting in California at Agape, uh, the babies, all mm. three of them, um, having being able to meet Louise Hay and do an energy healing session on her in Toronto. That was a total highlight. And the last one would probably be um, interviewing John Gray. That was a huge manifestation. Awesome, beautiful highlight for me. Beautiful. What's your favorite way to connect to the divine? I would say meditation and intention because there's some days I don't have as much time as I'd like to sit in meditation for even five to 15 minutes. So I would say that balance between meditation and just intention setting. I do it in the shower a lot where I just connect to higher self. I'm like, Oh, just, you know, connect through me, move through me. What's your favorite thing about yourself? I would say 
I, I think I'm kind of humorous and fun to be around, actually. You know, when I'm really in the <laughs> flow, I love having fun and I love being in a humorous, joyful space. Mm, beautiful. And you mentioned something about Louise Hayes. What was that like? Oh, my God. Doing a session on her. Oh, it was incredible. I was nervous. Cause I'm like, I'm doing a session on Louise Hay. Like what, how, what, you know, I was nervous. And then yeah. I just, the minute I got into center, like, as you know, I'm doing a little check-in with her, like, how are you feeling? You know what I mean? And, yeah. right? and I'm listening to her and, you know, and it was really powerful because again, you know, the moment that I got in connection, like out of myself and back into connection with my higher self, it was just like liquid, you know, it was so beautiful and flowing and mm. amazing. And I was having these body rushes and full, circle moments, you know, of remembering when a friend of mine gave her, her, gave me her, one of her books when I was like 23, 22, you know, and just, it was beautiful. I felt so honored to be able to do that for her and to connect with her. And even when I asked her, I said, you know, I said, you've lived a lot, long time, you know, you've experienced a lot of life. I said, what was one of your favorite, what so far has been one of your favorite earth experiences? And she said, I would have to say gardening. I was like, wow, you know, like out of all amazing things this woman has created and experienced gardening, right? It was like, it was just so beautiful and so grounded and, and very um, kind and loving and humbling. And, and it was around the time when I was really wanting to get pregnant too. And I had a miscarriage and I didn't tell her any of that. And she, she just knew like, you know, intuitively, she just knew. And she put her hand on my like sacral area and she said, um, you'll see. She said, before you know it, she said in the next coming months, you're going to have baby in your womb. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. Like it was such a gift, you know? And sure enough, I got pregnant oh shortly after that mm-hmm. with Aria. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was that really cool. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. Well, thank you so, so much Tara for spending your beautiful time and energy with us. Anything you would like to share about any exciting projects you have going on, any offerings that you could share with our audience? Yeah. um, Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a joy to connect with you. I love your energy and your presence and what you're doing in the world. It's incredible. And it's just so, so wonderful. So thank you for having me. Um, We recently created uh, our Ascension Academy for Light, which is an online training program and and portal, which we're so excited about. And I would say the best place for people to come and check out what we're up to, get some, you know, free meditations and tools would be in our new Facebook group that's called Path to Ascension Circle. So if you just go on Facebook and Google that, you'll find it. Make sure you put circle at the end because there's two Path to Ascension. So we're Path to Ascension Circle. And there's meditations on there. We're doing, you know, posts. We're doing content every week. It's really beautiful. And we have a Thrive in Five coming up in the next two weeks, which will be like a five-day free training for everybody. And so it's just a beautiful place to connect. And it's for everyone, you know, really, if you're just starting the spiritual path and journey all the way through to if you're, you know, talking about channeling and mediumship, right? So it's a great place to, to come and connect with us. Oh, it's so beautiful already. I'm so excited to be a part of that circle. So thank you for creating that. And thank you for being you and offering your, your gift and your spirit to the world. So thank you so much for everything, Tara. Oh, thank you so much. So much love to you and all of your listeners. And thank you for everyone for listening to this episode of Words of Wisdom. Until next time, sending you love and light.